Dennis, do I have the permission to record your voice for Immaterial Gamers podcast? No. Which airing on Tuesdays? I charge the £12 an hour. So if I don't receive the £12 an hour, you can't officially use it. And you receive the food, which is worth, on my estimate, £100. These peanut things. These and vodka. Peanuts. And and peanuts and other stuff. So I think we are square. <laughs> no, the vodka is like a counterplunge. I can't say it. <laughs> Good idea. We're airing Justina as well, around <clears> the corner. <throat> right, anyway, shall we get going? Welcome to Immaterial Gamers channels. Uh, today is, when you're hearing it, Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, kind of the end of February, isn't it? What day would be? 25th February. February. And, well, Ryan was kind of occupied today. Uh, so you've got today me and from... Or regular group, that, that's it. However, I have a special guest, and I will call it like an emergency podcast recording with Dennis. Super, superstar Dennis. <laughs> superstar Dennis. The Storm Dennis. Wow, recently <laughs> on the news. <laughs> I've become famous. Everybody knows me now. All the flooding of the north. Found <laughs> <laughs> a negative way. <laughs> and so, uh, again, uh, this is the podcast number 82 um we are getting very close to 100 isn't it mm. yeah i think i'm still playing and i received another message that nobody will be in so yeah there is just two of us it's gonna be a weird one because this is the 82nd podcast which i've done approximately half of them so let's say 40 41 and you've done how many podcasts this is zero this is first and did you listen to any of it one you listen to when you one first of advertised them. it, yeah. Okay, that's that's something. Distracted. <laughs> that's something. Um, so um, you might not really know how things works here, so I will go first with everything today. So as always, we're gonna start with what's been played. What's been played? And probably here, Ryan will put his sexy voice with some like robotic twist to it. Robotic. Yeah, I'm gonna show you later. <laughs> it's like what's been played with Echo, and yeah, that is nice. He he's doing a nice twist to it. Uh, so what's been played, Dennis? Uh, in the past week, what I've been playing is um, cannot choose because there was there was an episode where I was not playing anything, and then I've been playing a lot. Um, but I think I'm gonna say I've been playing There Are Billions. Is that involved? There are billions. Just to give you a picture how the game looks like. Uh, it's a game of surviving. Like defense tower kind of. Yeah, kind of not really. You, you're trying to defend your village with the, the zombie apocalypse took over the world. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to build your village, build the soldiers and fortify it so you can survive. And there is an endless mode to it, where you're just growing, uh, your village growing to a city, you're building more and more fortification, you're researching new technologies, you're upgrading your soldiers and everything. And then there, then there are zombies. What's up, guys? Ah, that, that's cut this one out. <laughs> I want a picture. Is it mobile app or is it actual game? No, it's actual game. Uh, so. 
see or see that what looks like terrain. It's not. Yeah. They are zombies. The millions of <laughs> yeah, millions of zombies. <laughs> uh, I cannot find a nice good picture about it. But anyway, yes, this is um, in endless mode. Uh, you're just building, building, and building, and trying to maintain uh, a sweet spot of the resources needed and the expenses, and then growth and etc. And trying to survive on those waves. You've got a standard zombies which are roaming around and trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once in, let's say, 20 days or something like that, in game days, you get a horde. You're getting a horde, yeah, seriously. And on easy, you've got hundreds. On hard, you've got a few thousands of them. <laughs> and so it's like ridiculously hard to beat it. And also, this game has um, a campaign. And the campaign is quite interesting one as well. Because... Um, Yes, it taking it takes all the basics uh, through the endless mode. Uh, I will have a peanut. Grand peanuts is always good. <laughs> yeah, they are good peanuts. So, copy is like a tower defense game, but it's like uh, it's got its own specific niche in a way. It's and more it like I would say it's more RTS game with base defense. So it's quick to get into. Oh yeah, you don't really need to spend hours on learning it however if you want to survive x amount of waves of zombies yes then you you need to kind of like invest a little bit of time to um so i'm assuming you've been playing this at work here to pass the time <laughs> oh is it just no, home time? that is just home time <laughs> this is just home time just in case if someone listening from work it's just home time <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get sacked in all uh, so in the campaign um you've got a specific amount of time whether you have to survive or meet a certain end game goal uh, and also there is like RPG aspect to it but it's very minimal um, so let's let's talk a little bit about the story mm, you're trying to s- um, set a village in like completely random place uh, so you're starting with only your um, command center unit and from there you're building the tents, you're building the cottages, then you're building the houses, etc. And you're trying to fortify. And one of the objectives is that village have to be have to have um, 1,200 people. Mm-hmm. That's one of the objectives which you have to fulfill. And survive, let's say, 77 days. So you're trying to do that. The other ones are um, simple, just survive either 50 days or kill every single zombie. Yeah, they are a little bit quicker to, to, to fulfill than God having like 2,000 of villagers. Oh, yeah, endless mode is endless, but even though um, the the missions can kind of sometimes drag mm-hmm. because um, you're running out of space where you can build quite quickly. So, and do, then you, do you get unique maps or is it just randomly generated or is it? I think it's kind of randomly generated. Mm-hmm. So, you can build where you like, how you like. Yes. The structure is up to you. And whatever the maps the map will allow you to build. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you will find out that you're really quickly running out of space of building houses and when you and before you even run out of the space you will find out that you're running out of food, so you need more space to build more farms. To build more farms you need more land to have more land. You need more soldiers to claim that land. To claim that land you need more citizens. So it's come. So exactly. So it's the whole going rounds and rounds and rounds again and again. But yeah, it's it's kind of nice twist to the like zombie apocalypse. 
I really like it. And then the aspect of uh, you, you are able to choose one of two, I think, two characters on the beginning of the game, and they're like, that's you, basically. And from time to time, you have a specific mission to investigate an abandoned research station or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you are on your own <laughs> with hundreds of zombies around. So you you have to take your time killing them. You're trying to make less and less noise because the more noise you make, the more zombies you're going to attract. And you're walking around those facilities like research station and trying to find research basins. Yeah. So you're looking for books, booze, grenades, etc. Definitely the booze to survive the Yes, yeah. you definitely <laughs> need that in zombie apocalypse. Um, and yeah, I think like I'm one third of the campaign, more or less. Definitely one third, if not two third, not one one third, one third in techno- technology tree because you can keep buying upgrades on the campaign. Um, well, you have to unlock the upgrades so you can research them in game. But in endless modes, everything is already on your disposal. You just need to research it mm-hmm. in game. So, yeah, it's a really nice um, zombie game. Um, how did you come by it? Because this is it's very unique game, yeah? So yes. how did you come across um, it? I am a member of Origin Prime. That's the Origin Prime. Uh, Origin Access, sorry. And there's like a Prime membership, mm-hmm. uh, which allows, which gives you the access to, um, to the games. So, so this is the list. It's quite a long list at the moment of all the games which they... So it takes some browsing. <laughs> yes. So basically, I was like browsing. I was kind of bored one day. I wanted some sort of like RTS game, um, and this is what I found. And I was like, yeah, okay, it doesn't weigh like twenty gigabytes or anymore. So I was like, yeah, quick download. Let's check it. And yeah, I stick with it. And as you can see, there is quite a big selection of games. Okay, it, it's quite expensive. Uh, either you can pay twenty twenty pounds per year and have the basic membership with the basic games. Or you can pay 90 quid, 89.99, I think it's 89.99, or 79.99, 79.99, and have the access to the whole library with the newest releases. So if they they will release a new game, you'll be notified about it. I will be notified and I can play it without additional cost. So if the new Need for Speed comes out, a new FIFA comes out, um, it's always nice to have. Sometimes I get bored and I don't know really what I'm looking for. Yes. But if there's a variety, then... Exactly, and no one forcing me to play everything on this. Uh, and besides, there is, you need like thousands of hours to play it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, definitely it gives you the access to so many games, and then you can at least try it. Mm-hmm. At least try it. If you like it, yeah, keep it, play it, like, finish it, and then try something else. So yeah, Dennis, so let's go to you. What you have been playing? Uh, well, recently, just uh, Mountain Blade Warband is... I don't think it's well advertised in comparison to other games, but it's a very good game in my opinion. It's a medieval strategy game, real-time strategy game. I think we've spoken a lot about it. It's the first game that mm-hmm. I mentioned to mention. <laughs> but it, it's, it satisfies one of my goals where you uh, actually get to go back to the medieval era and you get to live as a lord or a villager trying to survive a mer- mercenary and you have to bring up your wealth. And slowly, slowly work up your chain. So most of the pictures which I'm seeing are like you are a soldier, yeah. a warrior. But from what you said, you can be either a villager, 
you can it starts up on the basics is when you start the game you're just a single person so in, in warband you, you have to work up your way your rank so you you've got to make your money you've got to make your wealth you start off as a trader you can start off as a mercenary you slowly work up your rank but the initial gameplay is what you'll be working towards is actually owning your own kingdom and this is a very gets very complicated then because you're constantly torn between wars and you've got diplomacy and you're constantly having to fight battles at sieges and stuff like that it's a very interesting game so you are controlling one character or uh well initially you start off as one so you're you're the person leading your army so it's a strategy game so you can command your troops so you'll have in individual divisions like archers swordmen cavalry and horse archers and you'll have to like you'll have to outthink the opponent Mm -hmm. But something that I'm interested in now is Bannerlords. Bannerlords coming out in March 2020. So this is introducing a new AI that's super intelligent, something more modern than what is in Warband. So what they're trying to bring into uh, play is uh, where the AI thinks for itself. And it's very unheard of at the moment. A, a lot of games it's scripted. So you'll have just literally took a war who has the most troops conflicting against each mm -hmm. other. Yeah. So they'll just it'll just be a brawl until the last man standing. But what they're trying to introduce is a new AI that can outthink you. So they'll send detachments of troops around to flank you. Right. And use the strategy that was used in the Middle Eagle area. And this is something that re really intrigues me. Because uh, I, I want to be I want to face an opponent that can outthink me. AI mm -hmm. is, is gonna be in the future. So someone that is a robot or an AI that can think like you, can outthink you, and knows how you play sometimes. And it gives you a real challenge because at the moment, like with the Total War games and the games of nowadays, you can easily trick the computer to win in the game. It's something I don't like because you can outwit them easily. Right, I can see here um, that Banner Lords will allegedly have a Battle Royale mode. I think everyone's going through this phase on their Battle Royale. It yeah. seems to be the normal. Is it something which you will be interested to play? Um, I'm more interested in the uh, running the Young Kingdoms. I like, so uh, like single-player. Yeah, yeah, I like economic games. I've tried uh, playing um economic version of like uh, this, uh, oh, I forgot what it's called, Persistent kingdoms and it's what it is is to try and simulate a medieval kingdom mm -hmm. but it doesn't really play out because everybody just wants to kill each other rather than run an economy and run their own factions yeah. they just, they're out for blood yeah <laughs> so that's, it doesn't really I work mean, that's kind of the case with most uh, online games where uh, you're trying to do a certain thing but you've got trolls obviously <laughs> you, well no I think like, I was gonna say when I'm playing online games yes I'm there for fun and blood and mayhem yeah, fireworks. Yeah. We all love that, don't we? <laughs> we all so, want to terrorize the other person until we win, yeah. So definitely, I would be like interesting to see it. And having battle royale on this game, I would say that's something which intrigued me right now. So a battle royale in the game where you have to run around picking swords. Yeah, this is why I like the multiplayer warband. Yeah, every you'll have like uh, fifty versus fifty at times. Yeah, and you just. It's a blood slaughter because you're trying to get into the castle. You're doing a siege and you have 50 other players trying to stop you. And it's interesting because you have to work as a team to get in. Otherwise, you're screwed. You're just going to get slaughtered outside the walls. But what they're trying to introduce now is where one one person playing can control like 30 troops. So if you have, depending on how far they go with it, you'll have multiple troops on the field. So at the moment, they're trying to increase it to like 300 people to 500 mm -hmm. right, active troops on the field. But it's obviously intensive for your computer. Yeah, definitely uh, with this kind of like Battle Royale and other things. Mm -hmm. 
it's getting more and more interesting. And as you said, if you if I will be able to control with different players, a different troops, I mean different group of troops, that's give you a more strategic advantage yeah. or strategic possibilities than standard. Yeah, I think modern games are trying to get this. We're trying to relive the past, aren't we? So we want people to behave like the commander of the past. Yeah. Like we want to be, we want to have a challenge. So giving a player control of his own unit and like multiple players on the field working together to control certain areas of territory, quite interesting. Yeah. You'd have to read into the past. They've been going quite a while. Yeah, and the graphics looks quite Mm. right. I just wonder if it will have the RTX support on it. I'm just Googling it. Mm. See, they've started working more with Xbox now, trying to get the games out on you know, consoles, so more users can mm-hmm. actually uh, lit, uh, get introduced to the game. I'm not so, too sure if they start well, exploring no. the avenue of RTX <laughs> yet, just yet. Well, I don't think that they will even try to, yeah. to do it, the RTX on it, because um, real-time ray tracing, it's a big horsepower need mm-hmm. unless that's bring us to kind of like the news, news time, 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 time. so that's how we're gonna tie it up yeah unless you the game will be part of geforce now uh, so uh, another subscription based cloud gaming thing uh, which allows you ray tracing out of the box which yeah. mean which mean you don't need a brand new RTX card, which costs from three hundred to thousand pounds. Something that'll be interesting. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you don't want RTX, you can sign up for GeForce Now. Well, I mean, if you don't have the money to buy RTX card, you can sign up for GeForce Now um, and play the games with RTX on. However, the case is if that game will be on the platform as we have learned that Bethesda um, so the company responsible for the Elder Scrolls, uh, Doom, uh, Wolfenstein, many many other games has pulled out their games from the library and so um, last week I think it was Activision who pulled out all their games Uh, so it looks like um, GeForce Now is having less and less library, less and less choices to play, which for the service, this this type of service, which is made specifically for gamers, gamers to play the games without the games, is pointless. Well, initially, when I look at the price, I'm thinking, wow, that is cheap. It is. At the moment, I'm paying for Game Pass and Xbox Live, and I'm paying way more than that, yeah. Exactly. So, they, so the, the, the price for is don't take it wrong, uh, the, this is the initial plot, Price for five pounds. This is introductory price. Uh, they they will probably um, raise it up later on. But as introduction, introduction of technology and possibilities, yeah, it's a really great price. However, why on earth they have not secured any IPs on the platform? You know, this, you, you you see where I'm coming from. If I will be running a big company, which is a like Nvidia worth billions of pounds and trying to introduce a new service. Hey, there is a service which can run all the games with RTX on for five quid a month. Yeah. I will make sure I have enough RTX games to make it look interesting. 
Yeah, otherwise it probably looks actually signed off for it. Exactly. So as um, what I think is, uh, as soon as like Beth, Bethesda and Activision look at that price, they're thinking, "Where's my cup? You get all I me mean? five pound is way too cheap." Yes. Uh, well, yeah. So uh, if you exactly. so much. if you if you think that way, definitely that's um, yeah. You can think about where the shares are going because obviously Nvidia needs to get a cut from all those tech, mm-hmm. and the companies need to get a cut. Uh, to providing the games. However, I think that this is the same kind of. Um, I would say this kind of might be kind of similar with the Epic uh, because uh, some time ago uh, you might not don't know it. Epic, uh, Epic Games have run has set starting their own platform on the PC mm-hmm. for the games. So back in the day, Epic was only a um, engine which you can build the games. And last year they start like excuse me selling the games. On their platform um, and my point is they do offer free games so if I, if you can see now for example for free we've got Assassin's Creed Syndicate every week is a different game and obviously when you offer the game for free yes it's you're getting new users on the platform so they are more likely to buy anything from it uh, but I'm the point of view relevant to GeForce now is they have to have a deal with Activision, uh, Ubisoft, I'm sorry, this in, in this case, to provide this game for free. In other words, hey, Ubisoft, we're gonna give you a million, you give us this game for free. That's how it's work. Because you, what, what, are you, what are you looking for is a big expense on the beginning to establish um, the brand, and then you start making the money back. But if you do this the way Nvidia have done it, agreed on uh, alpha beta version of this service with them but not on actual released version for games um, without them investing in securing the IPs the IPs the games uh, it will be blown which will be which will be a shame yeah considering they do have the right intentions but they've not planned it correctly because Nvidia have the horsepower and technology to actually run those games with RTX on and deliver them to you via yes you need a little bit higher than 20 megabytes per second but I think every standard user would have that yeah any game will but that's something to consider for India so pull yourself together spend some extra millions on securing good titles and I'm sure the number of people signing up will be much much higher yeah I'd be definitely interested if they provided the games out. Definitely Bethesda, anyway. Yeah. And we're gonna stick with the NVIDIA for now. For today, anyway. There we go. Okay. So, another kind of... Another kind of bold claim from NVIDIA is that the RTX laptops will beat PlayStation 5 and Xbox X series to be the most popular, quote-unquote, game console. So strong selling point, yeah. <laughs> It is. Um, but now they need the evidence. Well, okay, so what they are trying to say is going by the numbers from the previous years, uh, the number of users using laptops with dedicated GPU is growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fair enough. Um, however, they claiming the RTX laptops will beat PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Now question is, if that's combined, that's even more ridiculous. Yeah, 
But if it's yeah, if it's on its own, that's um, still shady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we are looking, let's say, five hundred pounds rumored price for PlayStation Five. The cheapest RTX graphing card at the moment is three hundred pounds, more or less. But for this RTX card, you need to add other components like CPU, hard drive, RAM, obviously the case. <laughs> Uh, so it will add up to more than those 500 pounds. Um, so what are you then is more likely to buy if you want to play the game? A uh, full, fully set console for 500 pounds or a laptop um, which cost roughly six, seven hundred pounds. And, and, and your main main option is to play it with friends well more users on it and um well let's not let's yeah let's not (laughs) go into that debate uh but yes if if exactly uh, people will be looking at the prices so you can play the games on whatever you want so you don't care whether it's laptop pc or what or console because i can all of this equipment can be hooked up to the tv and you can hook up controller and play it on your couch I think with Xbox and PlayStation, it's a lot simplified. It's like when I look at a computer or a laptop, it yes. becomes more complex. It's a lot of knowledge that I know. Um, yeah, that's, that's the thing. So the laptops are laptops. They are not gaming console. They can, they can provide a better horsepower, but in initial, they are not designed for it. They are designed to be a laptop. They, they are designed to be multi-purpose. Good at everything rather than specific. Yeah. And I don't see it that the RTX cards, uh, the laptops with RTX cards, will be will have a bigger share on of the market than PlayStation Five. Depends how they integrate it. Well, the price of the laptop and the console will have to be very similar. Mm-hmm. But if you have laptops ranged about four hundred and they can come become some compromise of making it cheaper, they might have an opportunity. Well, so we're mainly talking about the prices of GPUs because this is the one of the most expensive parts Ooh. of the system. Uh, definitely not this generation, RTX 260, 270, 280, um, because the cheapest one is roughly 300 quid. And that's almost, that's more than half of the budget for the console. So what they need to do with the next RTX 30, 60, 30, 70, 30, 80 for the next generation of GPUs. I'm not talking about the performance because it will definitely be better or even if it's going to be the same as it is right now, that's fine. The price has to be, be much, much lower. We have to be able to buy these laptops. With it the... depends how they bring it out though because a lot of people will start to add it. And if, they, if it is a superior technology and the credit is right, it might be something... Yeah, if, if, if it will be a superior superior to the consoles so bear in mind that consoles are allegedly bringing rtx ray tracing not rtx uh, ray tracing to the consoles this time around so uh, so it will be really interesting to see where things will go but we gonna we can review it in the next let's say well definitely next year definitely next year we can review it whether playstation 5 and rtx laptops are anything to compare? I think there's definitely a strong shift because PlayStation and Xbox, I think there's been 
tremendous movement between the two platforms. So I think they're actually looking for middle. So a lot of my friends have actually moved over to PlayStation mm-hmm. because it's superior in terms of quality. But before it used to be the selling point that Xbox had more users. Yes. That were active. Exactly. So it depends what they're trying to go for. You have to look. And I just put a plot hole. I mean, I just spoke how the... Because, okay, the gaming console is in quote. Uh, I think they are more likely referring to RTX laptop on its own. Mm. And I just noticed that RTX graphic cards are really great for creative work. So whatever you're doing, drawing, painting, sculpting, 3D modeling, creating games, movies, etc., RTX cards are brilliant. I have one here, and I cannot stress enough that will uh, that was a worth upgrade for just editing videos. It speeds up the process extremely, so I can see how they turning this. They can turn it around to their advantage. Hey, we saw more RTX card uh, laptops than PlayStation. Yes, because you're selling workstations. <laughs> With RTXs on, the people who want to do the work on the go without consuming battery within an hour. <laughs> and yes, I can see that happening because the new GPUs are allegedly even less, they are less, they require less power and performing miles better. If I'm if I'm right, the rumors are they're consuming 50% less power, providing 30% more performance than today's ones mm-hmm. if that's the case uh, and the prices will be at least the same for gpu on its own is great but for the mobile well we're gonna have to see we're gonna have to see how that's gonna turn out so next year if you're gonna remind us we'll be new game changer <laughs> yeah we might to review it because imagine if if gpus will be small and cheap and you can seriously do a pc in the size of the Xbox and have superior quality. That might be fun to watch. Mm. Happening. Yep. So that was the news, guys. And so, yeah, we'll be finishing today's podcast. Kind of like emergency one. Yeah, definitely. So we, we went over an, an half an hour. So, yeah, guys, thank you for watching. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe. Please ring the bell. And... Don't kill each other. What's this ring the bell? <laughs> there is a bell. There is a little bell next to the subscription button. When you press the bell, it's every time we that we add new video, you're gonna receive a message. Mm. Keeping up to date. Yep. In the loop. Yep. So as I said, don't kill each other and see you next week. But that was virtually we can, yeah. I uh, you can try, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis, for joining us. It's been a pleasure anyway. Thank you. Bye-bye.